0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on the top of the second hour. It's been, uh, it's It's a, I don't a little e- I slice can't even of heaven. S- I can't even see what it's like outside. Is it it's still raining? It's a little raining? gray. It's a little gray.
1: I don't think it's raining though. That's- I mean, it's not like I can really see, but I think it's just going to be kind of gray, which for all this outdoor activity might be cooling. Yes. And you not get to wear cute
0: jackets. Yeah. And you don't have to like worry about like completely sweating. Yep. <laughs> you can eat 20 hamburgers and, and- not feel completely <laughs> when you have the meat sweats, just put your jacket
1: That's on and right. no one will see.
0: I mean, it'll be pretty good.
1: You're going to have the meat sweats bad. Have you ever, people, if you eat a lot of meat, it makes you like, you have to sweat it out. I don't have that. I don't understand You've that. you never had the meat sweats? No. I I will never forget two times, Scott Pampoo, pork dinner on the farm, where the Little chicken came and pecked the pork ear out of my napkin that I had chewed and spit into my napkin. That was a fine. We're getting night. real
0: gross here. This is like the gross top of the hour no, I've ever seen. No, and then
1: the second one was um oh with Thomas Bamer at St. Paul College and they did a pork dinner there with Stephen Hesse and oh that was a lot of meat.
0: Okay, I'm done talking about sweats and things <laughs> like that. So how about we do uh, the top two in an hour? Let's two? do that. one-time! One presents
1: top two top two
2: the top two pick your best two in our two all
1: right give me two all right well the memorial day holiday is coming up cabin season is coming up i think the fishing opener was last weekend so Mm -hmm. things are officially opened so my top two in our two surprise surprise i'm gonna give you a canned cocktail or two okay I was in uh, Santa Monica, California, and we were there for just for fun for four days and In the mini bar were cans of cocktails that I hadn't had before I specifically um Sophia Brute rose mini can it's pink, it's Sophia Coppola, yeah, from the Francis Ford Coppola family wine fame. It was so great. It was a beautiful pink rosé and it came with a straw.
0: Yeah, I was going to say her her big she actually was one of the pioneers to bring wine to cans. I loved it. She's been doing that little pop champagne thing for a long time and you bring it and she always does it with a straw. I loved it. For so, the lipstick set. and you
1: can buy it and it's it's around um the Sophia Brut Rosé. It's a mini sparkling rosé in a can with a straw. Get it today. So I loved it. it.
0: Love it. All right. Uh, well, my first one in top two is uh, Sipsmith Gin, which I will tell you, I, had the, I was just very lucky to go hang out with Jared Brown, who is that master distiller of Sipsmith, which is uh, a gin distillery in London that has pretty much was the first copper stills when they opened in 97 or no, I'm sorry, 2009 uh, was their first uh, copper stills in London for 200 years. Huh. That had, like there had been, nobody had been making gin and all of, and then all of a sudden now they had, then they decided these three guys were like, let's make some gin. Mm-hmm. You know, this is London. Let's make gin. And so they started doing small batch uh, gin production out of a couple stills. And now of course there's like 114 gin distilleries yeah. in london again you know and it's called sip smith sip smith gin and it is just beautiful with these lovely botanicals and we got uh we we got to try uh rob jones made a bunch of cocktails that was great one of the fun things that they are bringing back which is called throwing of the cocktail which is where you pour it and you it's not bottles but it's like you kind of it pours out of one of the tins and the long stream and you catch it below. Yeah. So, and then you bring it up and you, the flare as it you, were it, cocktail it flare, like that. Yeah. But it was, it's really, he says it's really about aerating the gin and huh. it's got a technique to it. It's not just for fun and flair, but he's like, when you, when you pour high and it hits the ice, it aerates in a different way. Wow. And so that it, it creates a smoother drink. So Sip Smith gin is sort of on my list right now.
1: Okay. Um, Along the lines of having been in the Santa Monica Hotel and in the minibar, there was another thing that we really is liked a lot. Is this just your
0: minibar bar writing? Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. I love um,
1: it. And this is the same maker. So the Francis Ford Coppola family winery. Yep. They have these um, cans of Pinot Grigio, which I like a Pinot Grigio shower cocktail. I'm not going to lie. And I really like it in the summer. It is the Diamond Collection. It's um, their Pinot Grigio in a can. It comes in a four pack. You can buy them at like Trader Joe's. You can buy them. I went on their um, store locator. You can buy them at all the liquor stores. I will show Stephanie a picture here, and I'll post a picture. It there, it was just. It was. Yeah. You know, Pinot Grigio is kind of light, grapefruity, pear. Just a really nice little sipper to have, like for a lunch or on a boat. And sometimes I just don't want a heavy, like IPA or a heavy beer and I'm not going to make a cocktail. Right. So it was just the perfect thing. So So. this is
0: also Coppola.
1: Yes. Okay. This is great. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, which is of course Sophia's. I really liked it. The Pinot Grigio. They also have a Sauvignon Blanc. They've got a Rosé. It's called their Diamond Collection and I'd recommend it.
0: So it looks like you can get a four pack for about 20 bucks. Yep. That's kind of nice. All right. I love that. Um, all right. My second one is actually funny. We are doing pretty much all cocktails and drinking at this section. <laughs> There's a shock. And then we're leading into Dan Osky of Tattersall. Yes. So this works out. But uh, I will tell you that last night I had a, uh, I had an event. And then as I was coming home into YZ, I stopped at nine twenty five the new uh, relaunch from the Hotel Landing, where Trish Gavin is one of my favorite bartenders in town, and she's hanging out there working the working the situation. And this is in
1: the Wayzata Landings Hotel.
0: This is in the Hotel Landing in Wayzata. Okay. Yep, and it is so it's called Nine Twenty Five when they spell it out like N I N E T W E, You know they spell out the words, but yep. you can also find it. Um, they so Lenny Russo took over re- the restaurant and sort of relaunched and they redid. You know, the menu and they're trying to retrain the staff and everything else. So it's a slow kind of soft open again. But Trisha's got a whole new cocktail menu out there. And I will say that these cocktails, I mean, it's a it's a pretty lovely set to be offered in Wayzata. There's not that many, you know, craft cocktail happenings in Wayzata. There's, mm-hmm. you know, clearly Belcor is top of the game. Uh, Six Smith has got some good stuff. Um, but just kind of in that sort of, it's just not a very rich <laughs> landscape, but I, I had a beautiful, uh, one called, um, oh, I just had it now. I forgot it. It's, um, cooking with glass and it's, It's sort of like a daiquiri, but not a daiquiri because it doesn't have rum. So it's got some Blanco tequila in there. Hmm. And it's got a little bit of a pineapple. But here's what I love about it. It has a spice kick to it. Like there's that heat, that Mm -hmm. little bit of habanero in there. And I'm kind of into that right now in cocktails. I'm kind of into the idea of having a little bit of a heat, not like... Not like an overly spicy thing that you can't drink it, but just a little on the lingering on the end. And I don't know if it's because in a weird way that kind of cools you off in, you know, when you're kind of warm. Yeah. But I was just feeling that I might go search out some habanero tinctures or something to begin putting into some of my other drinks. The
1: Scalvin habanero rum is really good.
0: And and the, my I guess my bigger problem with I'm just not rum is not my go to. And so I don't tend to think of that first. I would go there if it was mixed in with the right ways. But I just like having what I want and then adding that heat piece to it.
1: Yeah. it's um, I like their rum because it sort of acts like a gin or a vodka in that it's not real rum forward, but right. it's that spice. Yeah. And it's really nice in a drink because it gives you that. Like it's not this like burning Bloody Mary like, ha, ah! yeah.
0: But it's Isn't it funny that we think of spicy cocktails and the first thing you think of is a Bloody Mary? Yeah. You know, because it's sort of, that's the tradition that, you know, is in the back of our head and holding on to. But there's so many other ways. Yes. And for me, when you're going sweet, if you're thinking about those tiki drinks, I'm not... I don't understand when people are like, and it's going to have a tiki bar. Who's cheering all the time for tiki bar stuff. Jack
1: Rabel at the Lex. That's what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> well, and Zimmern, you know, is going to be opening this lucky, lucky cricket in the West end. And Stephanie, I had the best
1: drink that I want you to try. Cause it's totally not exactly what you're not talking about. When we were at red rabbit, Ian Lothar brought out this, um, it, he called it a strawberry dilly. Yeah. It was dill. Aqua V yes, with like a strawberry juice mm-hmm. and then like a effervescent. I don't know if it was Prosecco or something bubbly, but it wasn't like sweet. Yeah. And you brought it up to your nose to sip it and you got the smell of the dill. Yeah. But then you tasted it and it wasn't like a weird dilly briny taste. It was a great cocktail that was super like, whoa, what is this? And he didn't tell us what it was before we drank it. Yeah. And I said to someone, it smells like pickles. And it was like, it was the weirdest sensation, but it was so refreshing and so delicious. Yeah. Called the strawberry dill.
0: Dill. Dill. Yeah. Yeah. I just, when it gets too sweet, you know, I think that having some other thing on the backside of it. Something bitter. Either. And not even bitter, because I think I'm, I mean, like bitter is bitter for me. I've just... Bitter is great. And we have all the bitter cocktails and the Amaros and everything else. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the next. And that's why I think having this heat is something to really consider in places that you would never think of it. So yeah. That's all where right. I'm going.
1: And we're going We're going to keep talking about cocktails because we have Dan Askey, uh that's going to be coming in from Tattersall. They have an app that you can download for free that gives you tons of recipes. So we're just going to catch up with him and see what's happening when we come back on The Weekly Dish. Welcome back so not to not the not weekly dish show. cocktail Please chat not cocktail not hour. Show. It is cocktail hour. Whenever Dan Oski from Cox Tattersall somewhere. is here, how you doing? Good, yeah. Uh, we, I think, how long has it? It's been a while since you've been on. I was Tattersall's been open for three years. You Last
2: just, time I was on was right before we opened.
1: Yeah, it's wow. been a while. Wow, yeah. we got to have you on more often. Yeah. And like, by the way, you have an app.
2: Yeah, we have an app. It's amazing. <laughs> it
1: is amazing. How many SKUs or like different types of things do you make now that you sell?
2: We have about 21 products on like store shelves. You know, not every store has yep. every product because that would be nuts. But more um, amazing. Or amazing. <laughs> um, there's a few that carry all of them. Um, and then we have a lot of stuff in barrels. So, I mean, all in, we probably have about 30 different products, but many of those won't see the light of day for quite some time.
0: Right, because they got to be
2: aged, aged, resting,
0: (laughs) doing the things. Flavoring.
1: Um, In three years, looking back from when you started, because I think it's fair to say you were kind of a pioneer in the Twin Cities in terms of starting a distillery and starting a cocktail room. And um, Were you actually technically the first? I think you were.
2: No, no. no. Um, We were actually... Like 12 or 13. Were you yeah. really? Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I don't know that, where I was. I know. It's we, like that class. You guys are all, I feel like, in the same class. We're in the but... same
2: class. We uh, were really lucky that the legislation was changing. So basically, the the, the cost to entry changed in 2012 under the Surly Bill. Mm-hmm. So. That was kind of that first wave we saw quite, um, you know, a handful of distilleries open up. Then over the course of 2013, 2014, more. We opened up in July of 2015, but it was late in 2014 where legislation changed saying we could have a cocktail room, right. which changed the game for us. So we literally built the distillery around the cocktail room. Yeah. And...
0: That's the smartness. I mean, like, that is the thing that was that people didn't see coming as far as a possibility. A lot of people were thinking, like, let's distill, I want to make my own spirits. And then it became this moment of like, no, let's actually also have our own place to create the cocktails for the spirits.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that kind of ties into like the app that you mentioned. It's yep. it's nice you make spirits, but in liqueurs you want to show people how to use them.
0: Yeah. Cause otherwise they're not gonna there's and because you guys do so many you know, higher end things and not even like, not cost wise, but just, you know, those, the cocktails done with spirits that people aren't used to.
1: Aqua V or...
0: Well, and like orange crema. Yeah. You know, when you say an orange crema, crema or a grapefruit crema, like, we're all used to that because we're here doing this, but there's people... Sally Apple Valley may not understand, but yet she would enjoy it if she had, knew how to put it in Sally a... Apple Sally Apple Valley? Sally Apple Valley? Is wow. Favorite, right? Welcome to the show, Sally. She's... Try, you try, know what I'm
2: try Molly Memphis when Molly, we go yeah. down to like uh, <laughs> Memphis and Atlanta and, you know, Tampa and bring an aquavit down there. And yeah. I mean, it's a ton of fun to see what they're doing. I actually got a a picture last night from like a nightclub in Las Vegas and they're doing an Akavit cocktail.
1: Fun. Which
2: I was like, that's incredible. I'm like, it's got to be approachable, right? And the guy's like, no, it's got beets and sour cream in it. (laughs) It's like weird. It's called the Russian beatdown.
0: Oh, Um, man. It it looks good. They went like right to it, didn't they? They went
2: all out. They went all out. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's a meal.
2: But I mean, it's cool to see. Um, Yeah, I mean, to to see what other markets are doing, you know. I mean, to us, yes, Crema has become, you know, something that we can define. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time we go to a new state, it's like starting over again.
0: Yeah. Wow. All over. Mm -hmm. It helps. So how many states are you guys in at this point? We
2: are in about 20. Um, Yeah, and we launch... The newest market, so, will be Nashville, and I, I know that's not a state, I'm I'm well aware that Nashville's not a state, but we decided to launch um, Tennessee in quadrants, and so um, Nashville is next up, which I'm really excited for, because yeah. it's a great food. In, in it has
0: really become one of those hot spots.
2: Yeah. yeah, They, I mean, they say, I don't know if this is true, they say there's more cranes there than any other city in America right now. I think just,
1: that in Austin, yep. yeah, the building, it's, just, yep. building it it's crazy. Wow. Hmm. So you'll have to count them when you're there.
2: um, Yeah, that's why I'm actually going. He's going to
1: count cranes. (laughs) right? When you you have a patio um, that is open and you're art of whirling, I'm sure, today because you're in that area, Um, we were able to have some of the new drinks on your new cocktail menu. And I want to talk specifically about one drink that, Stephanie, I thought you'd really find interesting. It's called Session IPA. (laughs) And it is like this drink that, It has barley, it has hops, it has bitter orange, creme de fleur. It tastes like a hoppy beer, but it's a cocktail.
2: Yeah, so that was the brainchild of um, Bentley, our head distiller. And I think he was like, he kind of conceived this idea. He brought it, we do like weekly R&D sessions with our bar team every week. And um, he brought this idea and they're like, uh why don't you just go do that? It's, it sounded, you know, it sounded crazy. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, it's actually my favorite cocktail I've had in a long time. I was completely floored when I had it for the first time. Cause it's like, really? And then I'm like, and I love, you know, happy beer. Yeah. So I was like, but if I want a hoppy beer, I want a hoppy beer. Hoppy beer, right. right? Right. But if
1: you're out on a patio and in your patio, and you kind of want that, or you, it was really refreshing.
2: It's really refreshing. It's um, it's got so much flavor, so much going on. I mean, more than beer because you've got you know the bitter oranges, a little pineapple in there, and then the hops, and um, and then force carbonated, and it has just the most incredible texture too. So you know, it almost feels like it's like um. Almost feels like it's like a nitrogen charged cocktail.
1: Yeah,
0: it you was know? pretty great. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, you can't get beer at your place. Correct. So you might as well get a beer ish cocktail. A
1: session IP. Eh? A? Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey.
1: yeah. yeah
0: so, so are you guys doing the cabin cocktail? Last summer, you guys put out this book that was so just fun. It we was got this one little. one coming out. You got one coming out? Yeah. Okay.
2: We finalized the- those recipes about two weeks ago. Um, these ones will be, some of them are just as easy as the other ones. And What some is them, it? Is it
0: cabin? It's it's cabin cocktails, and it's really just, it's. they're both, they're kind of cheeky, but they're also really smart, because if you're going up to the cabin, the idea was to take things, you're going to grab your bottles of Tattersall and grab it, but you may also need to grab, you know, or you may have, what was my favorite one, the pickle one, the dill? The, or
2: the, yeah, that was uh, the the Jane cocktail, which yeah. is literally just Akavit and pickle juice. Pickle you know? juice. You're near your cabin, you've run out of everything else, and it's delicious. It is. It really is good.
1: It yeah. sounds good.
2: Um, But, yeah, so the idea was really to be able to make kind of these no-fuss cocktails that you can batch for a big, you know, group. So yep. you're not, like, having to sit in the kitchen mixing drinks all day. You can just, you know, one of them was uh, a gin gimlet where you take a bottle of gin and then the whole frozen can of right. lime And you just oh. dump it right in there. And I've got a big, you know— yeah. Bowl of gimlets ready Done. to go, yum. <laughs> yeah, so this year we've got some other stuff like um, there's a watermelon cocktail where you know you basically make a a watermelon keg. You know? Yeah. Um, we also you know you have the grill going, so we're like uh, throw some pineapple on the grill, grill that up, and there's a blended um, pineapple. I can't remember what we did. Obviously, probably rum, but <laughs> it was really good. Um, so yeah, Bennett and myself. Put that together, put the final touches on that. About two weeks ago, you'll see that, I think, right around June 1. Yeah, and will you put those cocktails on your app, or is that too lowbrow? Oh, yeah, no. There's a cabin <laughs> There's a cabin occasion on the app. You, okay. know? you can look at the last year's. And, and it's free.
1: You can download it. There's over yeah. 200 cocktail recipes.
2: Uh, we're about pushing 400 now. Really? We're going to keep trying to add, you know, every couple months, like 30 to 50. I think last round, we just added about 55 more drinks, so...
1: So our friends at Certix carry a lot of your spirits. And here's an idea for you if you're listening, people. You get like, you know, you have the six pack of where you can carry the bottles, the bag. You like have all your tattersol things in there. So six of them and then the recipe that would go with it. So all I need to do is just pick up my tattersol bag and I've got cocktails for the cabin for days.
2: Yeah, that's it. It's that easy. I
1: like yeah. it.
0: Seriously, I
2: yeah. really
1: like it. Are there cocktails locally that other people are doing that aren't you? That you're like, wow, that person's inspired and doing some cool stuff.
2: Yeah, all the time, everywhere. I mean, most recently, I think uh, the Young Joni Back Bar put out a new menu. That's always one of my favorite spots to yeah. go by. Um, I was totally blown away by High High just launched a new menu too, and I was just like, they're doing stuff that nobody else is doing, like anywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, it's really good. Yeah. And you, I would say, try to get over there if you can today for that big party that's happening. Are yeah. you guys doing anything for Art of World today?
2: We are, um, yeah, we are bringing in, it was against the grain here, we are bringing in artists. Wait, for, what? Yeah, I know. Not, we're bringing not in, talking once in? we yeah. 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 from
1: Tattersall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so we're bringing in artists this year instead of um, kind of going, we do have DJs like later on in the evening, but we've got 20 artists. So we kind of made the distillery into... An art gallery. And so it's open to the public. So you can kind of go back in the distillery, buy prints, um, check out art.
0: There's been, you guys have been really successful with that. I mean, during the holiday season, you did some makers' markets. And that was just a really great way. I mean, if you can shop with cocktails, I mean, come on.
2: It's awesome. It's the way to go. You make some great. (laughs) Game time decisions once you've had a couple of cocktails.
0: Drunk shopping's the best.
2: I did that a couple years ago at Art of World. I still haven't hung up any of the art. I just (laughs) have it at home. I'm like, why did I buy that?
0: Seriously? Oh, yeah. You should bring it to the distillery today and just prop it out and just sort of be like, you know, for sale. Yeah, I should actually. (laughs) Have a little little auction. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Maybe they might be worth more now. Oh, they probably are worth more. Yeah. It's art, right? There it
0: is. It is art.
1: Well, thanks for coming in today and catching us up on what's happening at Tattersall.
2: Thank you for having me. Stop yeah. by
1: there today, hang out, pick some up at your favorite local liquor store, and download the app, because I think you'll find some cool cocktails, <laughs> including pickles and Aquavie. There it is. We'll be back. Awesome.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Just to let you know, of course, that if you have missed any portion of our riveting show you can always find it on download and uh, as a podcast on our, on our app. Yes. Right. You can download it right next to the Tattersall app. It can live right there on your phone. You can load up a cocktail drink for yourself and then listen to weekly dish. People are loving the app
1: because you can listen wherever you're at and it's fun. And you may notice we are going to be doing more uh, podcast specific content, content that would be different than you hear on the show. We're going to be doing more and, A little more on the fly. So while we will have the program always weekly, you may notice if you subscribe to the podcast app that like all of a sudden something pops up about a dinner that we were at or an event that we were interested in or even just kitchen failures. Yeah, we're trying to do some more on
0: the road stuff so that hopefully that'll show up there and they'll just be fun things.
1: And there's Weekly Dish on Twitter. There is also Weekly Dish, our Facebook page, which many of you follow there's the instant pot group. If you're interested in instant potting, Holly Roberts was saying she got her pot and I was like, have you joined the group yet? She's like, no,
0: I like, you have to. Um, I did instant pots and ribs the other day.
1: Let us discuss.
0: Oh my God. 20 minutes, you know, I mean, of course heat up and everything else, but 26 minutes in the instant pot on a manual on meat setting. Oh, which is just meat. meat. You just go beep, meat. <laughs> meat and it goes and it's a high pressure stitch. 25 minutes and uh, all I did was I did a, a, you know, like a a rub on it, yep. stuck them in there so that the, like curled them around the inside yeah. of the pot so that the meat side was out and uh, brought, took them out, took it out after the 26 minutes. I did like a five minute manual or yeah, it was slow a release. slow release, five minutes and then I manualed and then I put them on a sheet tray and covered it with barbecue sauce and then stuck it in the broiler for five minutes, under the broiler for five minutes. And that yeah. was it. And that was really good. I mean, you know, it was fast ribs. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like if, you're at, if you're looking for the beautiful, smoky, you know, barbecue, slow, slow and go, you're never going to replace that. But for the moment, here's the other thing. My house was so hot the other day. That I was, and I had these ribs and I had to cook them. And so I thought, let's just get this done. I got to cook these. Yeah. And that was, I didn't heat up my house at all because Instant Pot is not hot. Nice. And the boiler only was under there for five minutes. So it was great. I thought, if it's a 90 degree day, it's a good option you because you don't have air. I have no AC, people. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting summer with <sighs> you. I know, and what's worse is right now my grill isn't hooked up right, and so I am not grilling either. So I'm eating salads. Which do we is need to better. come over
1: and have? Do we need to bring Kurt over to do the? Because
0: you think a man needs man to do the grill, grill, grill thing?
1: Yes, Stephanie, I do. You
0: do? I am completely sexist that way. Men do grills. Let me tell you three things I've done this Mendo week. Men do trash. Let me tell you three things I, as a single woman, have done this week. Changed my tail light fixed my garbage disposal, mowed my lawn. All of those things. Okay, great. Everybody can. I
1: want to give you props. Now my next question is, but did you want to?
0: <laughs> I don't have choices like that. Like there's like, <laughs> what do I do? Oh, I don't want to change my taillight. I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to call a man to come over and change my taillight. It took me $3 and 10 seconds.
1: Well, you're talking to the person that, backed into alongside of her car the no plow route sign it caught my like front end and the bumper and the tail or the wheel well thing and i ripped off all this stuff yeah and then i kept driving and it was like and i was like oh i better pull over but the dubliner was right up the road and i thought oh it'd be so much better if i just pulled over at the dubliner so i did I got a popcorn, a beer, sat there for about twenty minutes, and then I called Kurt. Help! <laughs> Help! I know. It was I know. Such stupidity. So much damage but on just the dumbest thing.
0: Back to cu- cooking and food. <laughs> the um the the grill hookup is because I have to just I hooked up the wrong hose, okay. And so it's just me in the wrong hose. I have I have to order a different one. So, um, one of the things though I'm thinking about is coming up is of course. Memorial Day is coming up. And I think that, you know, people are going to... It's kind of that beginning of outdoor cooking. I did cook in my fire pit this week as well. And that's the thing that I'm going to talk about um, a little bit later because there's some really great, cool things. One of the things I'm going to tell you that we did, which is really fun, we made brownies in oranges in the ashes. Have you done this?
1: No. Okay, because
0: I'm thinking for you for the weekend, this is a great idea because you're going up north. So you take an orange... And you basically, you cut the top off, so yep. you slice it off, and then you hollow it out. You don't, you can, but you should leave some of the, some of it in there, but you basically scoop it out so okay. that it's like a hole. Yep. And then I took a bunch of, I just took brownie mix, you know, I had sturdy wheat brownie mix, and yep. I poured it in there so it's three quarters of the way full. Put the little lid back on, and then wrap it in tin foil. The lid of the top of the orange. Yeah, you put the orange thing back on, you wrap the whole thing in tinfoil so it's like a little ball. And then you bury it in the coals of the fire. Like if you're making things on the fire and you're, you know, and but you're like, Okay, we're we're gonna have dessert in a little while, bury those in the coals, just kind of underneath the coals for about thirty minutes or so, half an hour, a little bit more, and they bake into these little lovely orange brownie cakes. Where did you hear this? How ah, adorbs. The internet. It's all on the internet. <laughs> Pinterest, internet. And I basically was like, this isn't going to work. It's going to be disgusting. Well, it was gooey delicious. And it had you opened it up and the oranges, you have to kind of turn them every once in a while, but they had a little char on them and that had caramelized. And so you got this caramelized orange smell when you lifted it up and then you dug it and we put some granola on top and then it's just this kind of gooey. It's not going to be like cake. It's a brownie, but it's still oh, kind of gooey like a molten and moist. lava cake. Yes, because of the orange oh, cuz it keeps it so wet. Ellie would love. That. Shut up. It That's, was really so this may be the treat of summer, which is this gooey molten lava brownie orange situation. I like that. So easy. So so much also better than just s'mores cuz I'm kind of bored of them.
1: Well, and we have a fire a lot, so right. like well, I can see sitting around after dinner we'll go down and have the fire. Yeah. So putting it in, sitting around, having a cocktail, and then yeah, wow, we we
0: basically make fires for s'mores too. You know, if there's like you know, and just sort of hanging around. Can I just be honest? Like
1: a s'more is kind of sad. Well, it's not the best.
0: I I I agree and I disagree. I disagree because having that s'more, that first s'more, and you're just of the summer is sort of that moment, and it's transporting. But usually by August, you're sort of like "Eh, I don't know. Let me tell you about, I wasn't going to tell you about this, but I'm going to tell you right now because you can't really do it yet. But there's a new thing that I did last summer that I never talked about and it's called a smeech and it's a grilled peach. On your s'more with marshmallow, but the marshmallow is a em upper. Do you remember these, where you take a caramel cube on your skewer, and then you below that is your marshmallow. So it goes if your skewer, it's like your hand skewer, marshmallow, caramel cube. You put that over the fire. Okay. Okay. So the caramel cube is starting to get a little soft and melty. Your your marshmallow is definitely toasting. When you pull, you pull your marshmallow up over the cube and get it at the same time.
1: That caramel gets into the marshmallow Into the middle of the marshmallow.
0: That's called a shut-em-upper. But then you put it on your graham cracker that has no chocolate, graham cracker, but it has a grilled peach on Um, it. And then it's the grilled peach and the shut-em-upper. And then that's the situation that is now called the smeech. I like it. Right? I like it. I know. I don't grill fruit enough. This is the thing. I think everybody who has a fire pit... You should just have a spare grate down there. You can pick up a grate for 20 bucks at the hardware store True Value. You get a spare grate to just sit out in the rain and sit out by the fire pit so that whenever you're ready, you're having a fire. All you have to do is when the coals get down, you kind of put another log on and rearrange it so you can stick a grate on there. And then you just, whatever comes to mind, you throw it on that grate.
1: And couldn't you make like super delicious cocktails with those grilled peaches, do you think? Oh, (laughs) yes.
0: I have a bourbon, an entire bourbon bottle that is still... Maybe it's only about maybe like two inches full, maybe two fingers full left of the peach bourbon I made last year. Yum. It's so good. I and then that. you can grill your herbs, too, by the way. You yeah. know, do a little quick smoke on an herbs, like stick a sage bundle on your grate over the coals, not the fire, not the live fire, but the coals. And it kind of gets them smoky and a little bit beautiful. Oh. And then stick that in your cocktail.
1: Have you noticed that there's a lot of sage burning in cocktails recently? No, I didn't. It's I've seen it twice now. Well, I, it was at Spoon and Stable and then they were doing it at uh, Fitzgerald's. Really? Yeah. Where they're lighting a sage sprig and then the smoky the smokiness
0: of yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. One of the other things I was going to say is and there's this I was thinking about dips and about Memorial Day and bringing dips to you know parties and everything else. I'm kind of into this place where I'm all about. Uh, eggplant (laughs) which is not I know but it's like one of those weird things like I've never really been about. I don't hate it I like it but I've it's kind of weird right? It's
1: a beautiful dip
0: It is and so there's a great uh, roasted eggplant and pickle dip recipe on Bon Appetit and so I like the idea that it's got the chopped pickles in there for those little bright pops of you know vinegar and Mm -hmm. bite but here's what I thought is instead of just um, instead of doing the the eggplant, in you know, sauteing it or however you want to roast it. What's really cool is to fire roast it, mm-hmm. like to literally put that you don't even need to wrap that in tinfoil, just put that in the ash. And then let it get all blistery and charred. And that delivers such a good flavor to the meat inside. That Mm -hmm. is So that's another fire pit thing I was thinking. Like if you were doing that and then putting that in the dip, that would be awesome.
1: I just would like to remind anyone that's listening that likes eggplant dip that Cafe 421 has an eggplant dip that's life changing. Oh, really? With cilantro. It's just smoky and tasty and fresh and bright with the cilantro and the lemon. It's so good.
0: Have you had eggplant Parmesan lately Mm -hmm. or ever? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't feel like I've seen it anywhere. I'm just saying I haven't had that in years. I
1: used to make it quite a bit without breading it. I would just grill the eggplants. Oh, really? So eggplant, cheese, basil, and then the sauce and make little stacks. Yeah. I think a I think a stack. It's very nineteen like ninety. Yeah. To make a vegetable stack. Oh God, yeah. But if you grill like a slice of eggplant, a slice of zucchini, especially when you get the um, zucchinis that are the big the fat big, giant, kind of yucky ones. ones,
0: yeah. And then or, a yeah, tomato
1: mean- uh, slice, and you arrange that on a plate with the slice of maybe mozzarella in there too, mm-hmm. and have a little drizzle. It doesn't have to be. I actually wouldn't use balsamic. I would use. Salad Girls Dark Cocoa and Sea Salt Vinegar. They're oh. dressing. It has like a balsamic flavor, but it's way lighter.
0: Oh. Nice. And like
1: serve a stack with your grilled meat.
0: You know what? The funny thing is with eggplants, that is a, for me, that is an appropriate vehicle for balsamic. Like, I, we all know how much I hate when people... <laughs> the drizzle people, and
1: the schmear. And it's
0: because everyone <laughs> overdoes it and they think, oh, here's a pizza. I'm going to put balsamic glaze on it. And it makes me want to punch you because why does my pizza uh, need to have balsamic glaze on it? It's just because you're doing second grade art auroral and, right. you know, or like that thing. And I just know. But eggplants are hold balsamic so beautifully that I just that makes me excited so I'm excited by that
1: yeah so maybe we'll bring the stack back
0: should we try to bring the stack back yeah I I think we totally
1: could I bet we really could I did um put our on the show page to Janice's potato salad and we have uh, had conversations about potato salad I love this potato salad because it's it doesn't have a lot of ingredients it's just red potatoes mayonnaise dill and lime Yeah, it's really delicious. Yeah, it's very simple. And people always ask me like, where did you get that potato salad recipe? I'm like, I it's think my potatoes. Aunt
0: I think it's just you have to. With potato salad, it's easy to go deep into the recipe archives and get, or you know, the rabbit hole and sort of get stymied by how many versions and what people say. And does this is it pink? Do is it yellow? Is it mustard? Lick, is it, is male, it mayo? Is it dressing? Yes. Is it not dressing? Yellow mustard or dijon? Is it, or yeah. is it, is it, is it hot? Red? Is it bacon? <laughs> is it you know all of these things? And I think in the end, you just kind of have to find your own vibe and go like, well, if I'm looking for something creamy, then add yeah. more mayonnaise or things like that i and think don't that, be that's afraid
1: hard. to vinaigrette up your potato salad yeah. too like just make a mustard vinaigrette and throw some fresh herbs and your cooked potatoes it's simple
0: yeah it doesn't have to be you don't for me potato salad you actually probably shouldn't use a recipe for it you should just kind of eyeball it and know
1: my sister Eventually. is Eventually. in the car right now going
0: who does that <laughs> who does that who, does without <laughs> who doesn't recipe? use a recipe i know all right, you guys. Well, that is hopefully some Memorial Day tips. We will be broadcasting on Saturday of Memorial Day. So we'll hopefully uh, Molly Herman will be here with me and we will give you some more how to throw a party kind of we'll do some batch cocktailing tips and like maybe talk about some summer party stuff that you can have. You know, what? I'm going to come back
1: to like not next week, but in a coming week, I want to like explore where you can get a picnic or like a bag lunch or something that you can like go and get it and it's all ready for you. And just take it and head out.
0: Okay. So that's I'm a good come one. Come back with that. I like that. All right. We're gonna take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna talk a little bit more about some art of world places you should check out and more things happening around town. This is the weekly dish. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the weekly dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Stephanie Merge. And just
1: a quick moment to thank our sponsor today, Red Cow and Red Rabbit. If you are uh, burger bound, you can always find burgers at the Red Cow. They're delicious. And Red Rabbit is doing tons of cool signature spring cocktails. I was telling Stephanie about the Strawberry Dill Collins, Mm -hmm. which is the new strawberry drink I had that's on their new spring menu um, that had dill, aquavit, strawberry juice, and something effervescent. I wasn't sure if it was soda water because it wasn't sweet, but it was a really delicious cocktail.
0: And that is a patio pounder, what they call Oh, I like that. Yeah, patio, patio pounders. Pounder. I bet of We have lawnmower beers yep. and patio pounders. I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: dying to go and get a bottle of Limeade and a bottle of gin and just dump
0: it together. Yes. <laughs> get a pitcher moving. Yes. I know. And it. I'm
1: dying to make rhubarb stuff. Oh. I have rhubarb at the cabin. Okay. So here's
0: a question about rhubarb. Please. Do When do I cut it? Do I just, when do I cut it? You don't cut, you pull. Oh, you just pull? You grab your stock from at, the, like at the bottom. Okay. And,
1: you know, you're not going to ruin it. That stuff's like a weed. Yeah. But pull and then you cut off kind of that white, fleshy, dirty end. Yeah. And then the leaf end, you don't, you cut that off too. And whenever. So when
0: so like when it looks big enough, is it like if it's starting to floop over? Flooping
1: over is like almost too late. Okay. So my leaves
0: are monstrous. Like they are. I may have to take a picture when I get home and show you. Yeah. You can tell me if I should cut it. You can pull it. Or pull it. I mean, it's time. It's rhubarb is season. Is it? Okay. Yep. Because they got so huge and then it was like, boom. And now I mowed around it and I was like, I don't know. Am I supposed to wait for it to be? These are all things, of course, I could look up online, but I just haven't done it yet. And so. I thought
1: it was confusing. Like, do you, if it's red, do you pull it? If it's green, do because you pull it? Because there's different colors. Matter. No. Yeah.
0: Right. And that's, I thought maybe I was supposed to wait. And like the big thick
1: stalks, is that better than the thin stalks right. like asparagus? No. no. Just, okay. Just pull it. Rhubarb is super forgiving. Just no. reach down, pull it. And the key to rhubarb, is leave some stalks so that the plant can continue to get energy. Okay. Don't just go don't completely go, to the don't ground. Don't
0: take it down naked. No. Okay.
1: Now, if you did, it's probably okay. Because like I said, it's like a weed. And if it's a plant that's been there for a long time, it'll be fine. Yeah. But you want to leave a few leaves and a few stalks so that it can rejuvenate for next year.
0: Uh, did I tell you that I found asparagus in my garden? Isn't that crazy? Like, just found it? Yep. What? Well, remember, I, the, so the house I moved into has this fenced in garden. And they, I did not and they had, know this. It, it, has gone to, it has been to seed for a couple of years. Yep. There's a tree growing out of one box in the garden. They're all like these raised beds. And so over Mother's Day, I made the kids come over and dig out stuff Great. and help me Love till it. and all the rest. And so we got, we were just literally pulling so many weeds and everything else. We got to the very last box and I was hacking out trees. I was pulling out. And then I was like, this is a weird grass, like these dead, dry, grassy things. And I was pulling them and I looked down and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my god, that's an asparagus. Like there's a little asparagus nub pointing up. And all of a sudden I realized that these grassy dead things that I had been pulling were overgrown asparagus. And I was just sort of shocked. And so we I so we each grabbed there's like 3 and I'm like, "Wow, there must have just been a little pot yeah. here." Well, went down there yesterday and there's like Ten more, ten more asparagus, big purple things growing. I, love I loved it. it.
1: Fresh asparagus in your own garden is amazing. It
0: was just incredible. I just, it was so much fun. So. Yeah, having
1: a garden is a delight. I I, I miss it. I, I know you are a lilac thief. We've, we've yeah. I, but I feel like that's not even thieving. Mm-mm. I feel like there's so many lilacs, lilacs are for the world. They only last a week. They're like, for the world. If you find me in your yard, just picking off a stalk, just wave and yep. say hi. Yep. Don't arrest me, please. No. Right. <laughs> I. Yeah. Uh, someone moved into the house that I was contemplating pilfering plants from two years ago, and never did. Oh, and uh, he is a very nice man, and he was like, "Hey, I have some extra." I was like, yeah, I kind of went into your yard when your house was for sale and you weren't there yet. And I know everything you have here. He was like, you did? I was like, yeah, I almost dug out some stuff, but I didn't. He goes, oh, you can come anytime. Oh my God. Stephanie, I have chives now. So many chives. I got
0: chives. So many chives. I've got rhubarb growing.
1: Good. I feel much better about my gardening life. Good. That's good. That's important for you. I went by my old garden too. Yes, I know. Okay. So I drive by in the spring Mm -hmm. a couple of times a week, probably. And there's something that I think the person thinks is a plant because it kind of looks like rhubarb, but it's a weed. Yeah, I have a couple of those. And I like, I just had, I almost jumped out of the car and just pulled it out, but I didn't.
0: I thought this is real progress. Well, also, what if there's like some science experiment the kids are doing with it? Yeah, and I just, it's not my yard. It's not your yard, more importantly. (laughs) Yeah, it's just not my yard. Don't go weeding (laughs) other people's yards without them knowing. That's probably a good rule to have for yourself. Yep. All right. Yep. Hey, uh, just a couple more art and roll things. I just want to make sure that you guys understand. I Travail just tweeted out, by the way, that they're doing a full meal deal at Bauhaus, which is a lote, pork and potato salad and a sexy avocado for $15. Yum. It's a pretty good deal. Um, if you want to try, uh, if you want to go look at art, I'm just going to throw out a couple. I mean, if you're really trying to do the good stuff by supporting the artist, if you go to, a lot of the places have food trucks as well. So you can still do both. Um, you want to definitely try to hit Casket Arts because they have a Vicre distillery speakeasy in the basement. Fun. That's what I want. And the other one is the Thorpe Building and the Northrop King. Those are my two favorite spots and they have um, some food trucks and stuff. Fun. All right, gang. Well, have a great weekend. Hopefully, we'll see you at a burger battle. Come say hi. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.